I wouldn't say run and save my life, but I don't think we would be <coughs> near where we are today without running. Me, you know, I, I don't think I could have gone back to my work and functioned at my work without chilling someone or yeah. <laughs> or um or doing something stupid, lashing out, um, going out to the pub and nah. burying my head in a pint. Because, you know, I used to like a drink when I was younger and I think, I mean, it's I think because you've, like, you've never been really an angry person, you're such a laid back person prior to this. Yeah. Obviously, it, it definitely changes you as a person. Mm-hmm. So I do think running's helped you deal with those emotions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So it's definitely helped. And for me, I think it's just the, like, stresses and the, like the upset inside of it that it helps me with, yeah. Like um, the sadness in that. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I need running. Otherwise, I think I would just be. I would think I would still be locked up in the house and not speaking yeah, to anyone. I think we'd be more more reclusive. Like we, I think so. I really think we wouldn't be as open as what we are. We wouldn't be able to go and do near as much as we have done with the charity. Um, but also in our own personal lives, mm-hmm. you didn't, you know, with, with your work and myself going back to my work, going away to see you again, it's, it's been massive for us, like, mm-hmm. definitely. Welcome to episode 10 of the Explore Running podcast. I'm Callum Crichton and my co-host Jenny Reese Jenkins is back after being away doing netball or something last time. And <laughs> we're, joined, we're joined by two guests tonight and I'm going to let uh, Jenny do the introductions by telling us how she met them. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> well... I first met these two wonderful humans whilst I was running the Speyside Way Race, and it was, oh God, years ago now. And as I approached them, they were at one of the race signs, bare arsed, and asked if I would take a photograph of them. (laughs) And that was it. And then we discovered, uh, as we trotted up the hill, that they were uh, from not far away from Inch, and uh, the rest is history. I can't even remember when that was. That must have been like 2014 or something, or 2015. I think that was our second one. It was very funny. Anyway, that's how I met them. Great. And then ever since, I've seen their arses more (laughs) over the years. So, uh, so Jenny is speaking about uh, Gavin Taylor and Kevin Mottram, who are the organisers of the new 12-hour, how do you say it, 12-hour railway relay, is that what it's officially called? Well, 12-hour forms and fucking hour race, 12 hours ah, okay. out and back. It's not, really, it's not really a relay, it's more so... It's not a relay, yeah, not yeah. a relay. As a railway, railway relay I was talking about earlier, that's why I got that. It's not a relay at all. Yeah. Um, it's 12-hour for Martin and Bucking Ultra, that's more yeah. like it. Cool. Yeah. So, 
Uh, so that's how Jenny met you. I well, I met Dev not too long ago on um, uh, a running coaching course. I've known Gaffer. Kind of known Gaff for a long, long time. He was at the same school as me, but a wee bit younger. I knew his cousin better, but uh, we met on the proper as runners on the Mormon Hill race a few years ago. And uh, so that Gav and I have in common, we have both won the Mormon Hill race. There we go. There you go. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so let's just dive straight in then. Tell us a bit about your um, background, maybe how you guys met and became pals to start with. Oh, I mean, Kev. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's a story right there. <laughs> <laughs> that story can go um, many ways. <laughs> uh, um, but me, I think me and Kev, we first uh, met when we in the, the army together. Um, Kev uh, used to be in charge of the army youth team up in um, Gordon Barracks. And as he was um, transitioning away from that, I took over his role. Um, up there as a physical training instructor. Um, so me and Kev kind of met from there and then gone onwards to um, do loads of stuff together, snow, hill walking, climbing, rock climbing, abseiling, um, uh, loads of stuff. And then, and then we kind of went on our separate ways. I think, Kev, you left the army after that, didn't you? Yeah, 2005, no, 2005 I left. You took over the role at uh, Gordon yeah. Barracks. And I went offshore. <coughs> yeah. Got fat for a couple of years. <laughs> got, got fed properly. No, no physical exercise. And uh, you, you, when did you leave? Two thousand and eight, was it? Two thousand and nine. And I did the exact same thing. I went offshore. Got almost fat. Um, you and, got then, and then um, I think it was four years. I did. I, I did nothing. No exercise whatsoever. And then. <laughs> wow. It was um, actually bumping into Kev and again and actually talking about um, the D33. I was like, running 33 miles? Is like, are people mad? <laughs> and, um, he's like, oh, yeah, you should do it sometime. You should do it. And, um, and then I ended up doing it and it actually destroyed me. And then <laughs> the first time, it's on you. The first, oh, the first time, right, the first time, yeah. I did 11 miles of D33. And then phoned the wife oh, to pick me up and take me home. <laughs> so when was that? That was 2013 or 14. Yeah, but I was oh, ill. I was I was severe. I was severely ill. I was stupid because I I done the Inverness half marathon the weekend before, and then oh, I God. came home from that. And on the on the Monday, I just felt ill. I was sick, and then it was one of them ones where I was on the toilet, basically. Shit and water for like three, four days, oh. and then it came to a Thursday. And I felt a little bit better. I'm thinking, D33 Saturday, it might still happen. It um, just sounds like an average ultra race, doesn't it? Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then it came to the Friday, and I woke up in the morning. and goes, yeah, it's not too bad here. I says, we'll we'll we'll, we'll keep it going. We'll we'll head down to Starling on Saturday morning. Woke up Saturday morning, head to the shops. I think I bought two cans of uh, Red Bull and four <laughs> Snickers. Shoved him. Oh my god. Seeing Kev at Duffy Park all hyper as everyone sees <laughs> me. Um, hyper mad as a heart already rock and roll. Uh, started the yeah, race. I, I was there and yeah. I was injured so I wasn't running so I just went down to see him off and I was thinking oh this, this guy's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. He was too hyper and I was like oh my god. 
I was injured with a perennial tendon injury that I just had operated, but I seen them off, and I thought, well, I'll go back down to the finish and see see them coming through. And uh, my, I had another friend running, uh, Bob Kingdom, and I seen him come through, and I was like, oh, I thought Gav would have beaten him. And there was no sign of Gav, and I got a message to say that, oh, the wife's going to have picked me up. At <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Oh, man. I felt put a bad because I, I was... I, I, it was a bad scene at Dremok. And people had <laughs> oh, to no. maybe not maybe not worth mentioning on this. Yes, exactly. I think we should keep that <laughs> we should keep the, clean, the, the clean the clean version of oh, Yeah, God. I stopped the Dremok and had to go home. Yeah. <laughs> With a few towels oh, in the car. A few towels in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I never knew anything about that story, Gav. You never told me that one before. Uh, I, I did the D33 in 2012 before I was even in London, and I, I, my wife met me at about uh, 12 miles, but that was with a hat because it was sunny in March, unheard of. Oh, God. Uh, I, I, I did make it to the end, but it took me a very long time. Like, yeah, I wasn't ill, <laughs> of unfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, yeah, that's cool. So, it's a tough route to do. It's really uh, yeah. hard at the best of times, but when you're not feeling great or if you're unfit, the D33 is pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many on this call are doing the D33 this year? Say again? Hey. How many of you are doing the D33 this year? I think we all are. Yeah! <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, that's funny. We always I flag it off as well, but we can't help ourselves. I, I logged yeah. on the website yesterday for about two minutes and then thought, you know, that's ridiculous. I couldn't do any justice if I... <laughs> longest ones went ten minutes. You could. Recent times. Oh, I could do it. I could definitely do it. I did it before without any training, so I could definitely do it again, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to get signed so, up for that 12 hour race then. Yeah. 12 hour race in May. Well, who knows? Yeah. I'll sign up for yours if you sign up for mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's maybe what we need to do then. <laughs> God. I'll sign up for it. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. So, before we go on your actually the details of your race, I just wanted to ask kind of one. I don't, I don't really think we have that many questions really to go through, but I want to ask you something about your the fact you've been in the military. Uh, both of you have been. Is it the army? Yeah. Yeah. Aye, both in the army and. Uh, there seems to be quite a lot of um, ex-military dudes that turn into ultra runners, and uh, why do you think that is? What is it about uh, military guys, and what is it about ultra runs that seems to attract you guys to it? Well, my story is a bit different because um, it was actually my mate who's an ex-marine who was running ultras that got me into. Um, wanting to become an ultra runner. He was doing the West Isle Way and I was at my biggest, I was with the weights and I was like, ah, he came up to me and said, oh, I need a, a, a runner, I know that you used to run Kev, um, I need a support runner and you fancy doing it? And I was like, well, come back next year, you run it again next year, thinking that's what he'd done. He says, yeah, I'll be running it next year and he got in again and that's what got me into it. But to answer your question, I think that most military personnel that get into ultras, it's because there's a different mindset. It's like, I'm going to achieve this. Even if they don't, they're breaking it down along the way, and it's part of that process of, of breaking down the distance, and it's putting boxes in the head, you know, just, I can do this. Maybe I didn't make it this time, but next time I will. I'll, I'll figure out a way to do it. 
and that's what the military breeds, you know, it breeds people like that. I don't know if you think the same, Gar. <coughs> yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd agree. Um, it's definitely a factor that even when we was in the army, I mean, you're always you're always pushed um, to great extremes, um, pushing your body, pushing your body with sleep deprivation, food, uh, fatigue. Um, there's loads of things. But even when I was in the army, you never knew. I never. It was unheard of the ultramarathon scene. Um, all we ever knew was running five k's, ten k's, half marathons, and then um, a marathon. That's all I ever heard of. Um, but when, once once I heard about it, it was definitely a factor where I thought, I need to try this. I need to um, see what it's like. Um, I know how to push myself. I know how to um, keep keep the mind going, keep the body going when things get tough. So it's definitely. Um, an interesting fact to get there and get to start lines and then um, see what it was all about. So definitely the military had a huge, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, that's a massive part to play, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 massive part to play in it, yeah, definitely. It is a game of mental strength, isn't mm-hmm. it, a lot of the time, and I think probably the training that you guys have had to go through over the years would put you in good stead for it. It's like preparation. Yeah, definitely. It's that, that, a, a good point. I've even, even, even still with um, the military training, I look back now, and uh, I could def- definitely say I'm, I am a lot fitter than I really actually was in the army uh, mm-hmm. compared compared to now. I, I do maybe not maybe I physically maybe not on uh, in the military. You're you're put through um, several tests. Which uh, deem your strength, your endurance, and cardio and whatnot. But I've never, never felt fitter than I have now than I was back in back yeah. in the army. You know. Uh, and, uh, mm, the, reason I, the reason I said physically was I wonder. Uh, I was going to ask you a wee bit about that. Is so mentally, I'd imagine, having never gone through any of that sort of stuff myself, but the <clears throat> what you go through during your training in the army, but also when you're actually working in the army and, and operations and that sort of thing, the mental toughness that you'd have to have endure the stuff you have to go through, the stuff you have to see, the challenges you've got to go through, that, I'm imagining that, you know, like, running an ultra race is a lot easier in that regard, but what you've done but in, in the past prepares you, because I mean, part of the mental, uh, part of the ultra thing, that's going to say that it is the mental battle. And, um, yeah, definitely. I'm sure seen much, been through much worse and tougher things in the army than you ever have on the ultra trail. But maybe not. Oh, you Gav was behind the desk at the time. He never done it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be turning that around. Are you facing Aberdeen? I was facing the office in Aberdeen. We didn't come out to do with the desk, did we? No. <laughs> we, we put a bit of tartan on it and left our running clothes on it or a kayak paddle or whatever on it. We didn't made, know what it we made it look professional, made it look the part. <laughs> the, person, <laughs> the person sitting there wasn't really behind that desk part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I answering your question, yeah, it is, there is mental toughness that comes with, with, with the territory. Um, and part of the process of becoming a soldier is that they're not to break you down and build you yeah. back up again into into 
whatever they need you to be, that model of the, either the infantrymen, which we were, um, we were dual roles because we were physical training instructors as well, but then there's other people that go into different roles within the forces and they break them down and build them up into what they need, so when, not that old adage, uh, when somebody says jump and when I say jump and you shout how high sort of thing, that does come mm -hmm. into play because they need people to react quickly and get a job done. Mm -hmm. And that does come into play. So, yeah, so when we're out running, I, well, I, I sometimes look back and go, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe 28 miles into a run, but it's never as hard as X, looking back yeah. into the past, you know. Um, ah. I've maybe hurting, but not as bad as that day when I was carrying 56 pounds on my back with a rifle and webbing and all the rest of it, you know, trying to climb a hill. I remember yeah. the part. I remember the part where uh, Kev had done the West Highland Way, and it was the last. It was the last section from Kingloch leaving to the the, the 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 finish point, and I actually I was I was running with Kev at that point, and uh, it I was quite Jenny, dark. Jenny, Jenny just passed us, did she? Yeah, Jenny. Jenny did pass us with with Luke, uh, yeah. on that on that trail towards Lundavra, was it? And uh, I remember a part where me and Kev were actually looking at the skyline, and then. Like ducking out the way for like sniper shots coming and talking about and being in the on a patrol and then Kev's moaning me about a blister and thinking a blister. I said, <laughs> we've just run ninety miles, man. We've only got five six miles to go. Come on, you sat down and got get your tuna back on. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> yeah, was that the uh, was that the the time where that hideous photo came from? Oh, that, that photo, honestly. That is the best photo I've ever, ever been in. It's, it's uh, that, photo, that photo looks crazy, it looks mad, but yeah. it tells a million stories about that, that night and that race. Yeah, yeah. Kev doesn't look like himself. Like, in that oh, way. He looks like Uncle Fester, with a, a skinny <laughs> version of Uncle Fester. <laughs> I remember walking out of that photo going, Gav, what just happened there? That's right, he was asking Jenny, did you, guys, did you guys go into the photo booth? Did yeah, no, I refused. <coughs> no. Oh, no, well, maybe no. <laughs> no, I refused to go in it. I was so grumpy. Like honestly, poor Luke. He ran with me, and he'd never run that far before. It was his longest ever run, and uh, he was all excited because he was like, "Yeah, we're nearly finished. So come on, come on." I was like, "No, I'm not going in there." I was in such a power strop. It was terrible. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> For those, those listening that don't know the West Highland Way, the West Highland Way is for ninety-eight. I mean, next six, 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 six miles. Let us know next six. And that photo booth's like about five miles from the end, you know? It's, it's like awful. Right at the very end, I'm talking like about this as if I've done it before, I've never been anywhere near it. But, uh, there's a photo booth like five miles from the end when <laughs> the, the competitors are massively struggling, probably hallucinating in bits, and then. You know, guys like Gav, you were supporting Kev, is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. hadn't run 90 miles, you'd run like. No, I was proper hype on that. Yeah, yeah, my tech there. Do you think it's one of the guys who'd 20 miles or something as well? And uh, uh. The, the, the actual competitors are just wanting to get to the end as quick as possible and get it over and done with. Uh, yeah, that's all running for you, though, I suppose. And that maybe brings us on to talk about um, the main reason for getting you guys on is just to talk about the, the new race that you've organised and it happens in May I don't know the date, I'm sure you'll tell me so tell us about where the idea came from and whose idea it was and what the race actually consists of Well it was, wow. uh, it was a case of uh, both of us being out on training runs and um, talking about you not know, 
setting up our own adventure, bringing races up in here to the, the, the North East of Scotland and Aberdeen, because you only have the, um, well, the only at the time we only had the, the D33 set up in Aberdeen. So it was, uh, it pl it's played in our minds for at least two, three years now, I think. Uh, it could be even longer, but we even mentioned it. Um, and then at the point of uh, being on training runs out on the line myself, because it's just right in my doorstep now, Yeah. I just passed on and said to Kev, here, we could do a 12-hour race, 24-hour race on this line, no problem at all here. And, then, and Kev basically just says, let's do it. So <laughs> it's kind of... When Kev says, let's do it, do, do, do it something, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a go-ahead, let's go and do something, let's get it done, they mess in yeah. the boot, and then I just go and pile a load of information at Kev, like, this is what I'm looking at doing, what do you think? He's like, ah, oh, yes, I, I think this could work, and then um, it's, it's, it's just gone from there, you know? Yeah, and so the route, it's, you, you start, yeah, you start, is it or not, you start? The route originally, well, we were going to start from Ochnagat, but it's starting from the Mod Station. So Mod okay. uh, Railway Station, heading out uh, towards Ochnagat Village Hall. Uh, so just roughly four and a half miles. Turn around and head back again to the Mod Railway Station mm -hmm. and so back go, again. So on the, on, on the, you go along the railway line, you get to Ochnagat. You then have to sort of take a left off the railway line to get to the... Yeah, when you come in towards the, the end of the line, you'll, you'll, you'll see, obviously, you can turn right or turn left. So you'll turn yeah. left, go across the bridge, and then head towards the hall on the left-hand side, where yeah. they, obviously the, the timing system checkpoint will be at. Right. Um, and then runners will go in there, turn around, and then back out again on the line. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's actually pretty cool. Yes. Four and a yeah, half. And so that that stretch that stretch is like it's pretty flat. Uh, I've run it a good few times, but if you're heading from Mackinac up to Mad, it's ever so slightly yes uphill until you get closer to Mad and it goes a wee bit of down. But it's yes, I mean it's pretty I've flat as far as all those go. So it's gonna, I think that's going to make it tougher. The fact it, it, that it's so flat. It will make that that little bit will make it shoot a, a bit toughness after running six hours of it, mm -hmm. the runners yeah. will start to feel that we incline on both ends. It's both ends mm -hmm. from Ochnagat towards, what I say, two miles in, right. and yeah. then it starts dipping down again towards, yeah, down yeah. into dirt in the mod, and they've got to turn around and go back up again. I say yeah. up, but it's, it is flat, but after a long time flat. running it, they will feel that small incline. I, I, incline I, I wonder, I, mean, <laughs> I think that'll be an element, the fact that, it, although you do have a wee incline, I think the flatness will make it really tough because how how do you judge how fast to go? It's going to be exactly. so hard to hold yourself back. It's much easier on a hill because you just go, all right, I'm on a hill, I'll slow down. I mean, that's the beauty. Yeah, that's the whole beauty of of the mm -hmm. course. I mean, the route it's it, it's it's flat. There's a small incline, but it, it's there for it's there for the racing snakes to race, and it's yeah. there for the joggers to go and jog. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there for the, all the abilities. I mean, we want to attract attract it to all of them. Get the racing snakes in. Go and chase that PB. Go and go out there. Go out fast. Go and push yourselves, and then also get them. Get the joggers in. Get the runners in, and then go and see what they can yeah. do in 12 hours. Challenge Surprise yourselves, you know. Just yeah, challenge yourself. You can. I mean, that's the thing. So we did the 12-hour Morland Hill one uh, last year um, for charity, and it wasn't a race. So it was just you know 
just a run, or, uh, get as many folk involved as possible and that sort of thing. And we had folk who'd never done anything like an ultra before come and do like 50 miles. Um, <laughs> guys who'd never, we'd one who'd never run more than a 5k before. And she, she went up and down three times and covered the, and did a bit of bottom to do a marathon distance, you know, over the course of the day. And it was just like, seeing folk achieving that sort of level they've never done before, just because they've opened it up for them is amazing. And then, yeah. That's the thing. This sort of thing opens it up to, to anyone really. You can do as much or as little, you know, as you want to or you can. Oh, exactly. I really, like, I really like the format. It's cool. Um, That's why it's set to a minimum of twenty six point three miles. Um, so uh, people, I mean, uh, if you, if you, if you get over twenty six point three miles, you've you've realistically gone over marathon distance into yeah, ultra. Yeah. So I know I know some people will say, oh no, it's 50k, but we want uh, to open up, be, be, we're, we're friendly towards to it. Mm-hmm. As as the race expands, maybe it might it change, mm-hmm. but we want to open up to people who, okay, I'll just, I could do that, I could jog, take my time, refuel, get yeah. to the marathon stage, get a little bit further, and then bang, they've got themselves an ultra marathon, make, yeah. make people feel good about themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. That's good. Does that work out as three laps? No, if, the, if 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 it goes down, depends on the measurement of the course. If it goes down at four and a half miles, I think it's six out and backs they do, which is twenty seven yeah, miles, right. I think. But if it's down as um, four point three, four point four, they have to do seven, which will end up them doing thirty miles. Ah. So they'll so they'll get to the sixth one thinking, oh yes, I've done twenty six miles. Sorry, you've only done twenty five point. Mm-hmm. Get yourself isn't back like, out there. Isn't it? Yeah. I was four, four point whatever each way, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Aye, so I was counting a lap as out and back. Ah, yeah. Three of them at six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right enough. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be six it, or seven. It's measured at four and a half. Aye. So do you mm-hmm. have to do? Have to go. I was I was giving the next question actually. So, for any distance to count, you've got to complete a lap. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to get all the way back to the mod. Yeah, they've yes. got to get to that checkpoint and then dip in. Once they've dipped in and done that that distance, the sixth uh, that last checkpoint. Um, if it's marked down as four and a half miles, then they've done the twenty seven miles. So they've got the minimum distance to get the the goodie bag and 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 the the medal. Um, Does it count if you check in at Achnigat? Does that count? You know, yes, we're doing, a, we're doing a demonstration yeah. both at uh, Aye, Mod okay. and Achnigat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so you, mm. like, you could do like five and a half laps and your half lap would count. But if you get clocked out halfway between Mod and Achnigat, that doesn't count for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, cool. No, that's interesting. Um, okay, so... Um, okay, Aye, that's pretty cool. I like that. So what, what date is it? The second of May. Second of May. Is it a Saturday or a Sunday? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Second of May. Yeah. What time are you kicking off at? Seven o'clock in the morning. Seven o'clock seven at night. Seven. Cool. <sighs> is, it, is it back to Achnagat Barons afterwards? Achnagat Barons is actually my house. <laughs> <laughs> the Barons is no longer. It's my house. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually, if you actually, you actually have a party, we're going to have a party in my garden. Oh, cool. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and how how do people sign up? 
they, they can go on through our webpage, Facebook page, or go straight onto SI Entries. Uh, they SI also can okay. search it through Scots Athletics as well. Okay, I'll put links to that on the show notes for folk. Uh, yeah. We never actually introduced you as it's T and Ram running T events. T and Ram, yeah. T and Ram running events. Um, aye, so you can look those guys up on Facebook. I'll link to it on the show notes. Oh, that sounds pretty awesome. Um, what would be your guys, all three of you as experienced entrepreneurs, what would be your tips for folk on running a race like this? One foot in front of the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it is literally simple as that. I mean, I, get, I hear it all the time. I swear you guys hear it all the time. And I've said it myself, um, where people have talked about races, done races, and I went, Phew, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Well, I've gone, and, I've gone and proved myself wrong. You can go and do it. Yeah. Um, no matter what ability you're at, no matter what stage in your life you're at, I always say to people, we're all born the same way. We all grow up differently. We all choose different roots but we all can still put one foot in front of the other and no matter how small or no matter how big the race is anyone can go out there and achieve what they want to achieve so my, my top tip is just sign up believe mm -hmm. yourself and put one foot in front of the other and you'll honestly you will surprise yourselves I just well said What's that? Signed up. I'm saying I just signed up as you were speaking there. <laughs> Yay! Yay. Yeah, that's a fantastic advice, like I absolutely, um, totally <laughs> agree with you. Um, any other top tips for uh, getting through a 12-hour run like this? Or caramel wafers. Caramel wafers. <laughs> One fruit for the other. Yeah. Caramel wafers. <laughs> so my my strategy is. Think about your nutrition, think about your fueling strategy, and definitely fluids. That's what's mm -hmm. going to get you from the start mm -hmm. to the finish. Obviously, one foot in front of the other, as Gabby said, and f food and water and salt. Have that and practice that in your training runs. You have mm -hmm. to practice what you're going to do in the event so you know what's going to happen. Then you will have them odd days where, where it doesn't go quite right, and that's probably because you've burnt yourself too out too quickly or you've taken mm -hmm. on too much. And the only way to deal with that is either run it off, walk it off, um, think about things that get you through it and practice that through your through your training, absolutely, because yeah. uh, that's, that's the best place for it, and if you want to try something new, try that out with you in your training run, never on the on the day of the event. Yeah, and if, mm -hmm. if we want to train specifically for this, it's very easy to do so, because the route is open there all the time, no cars, one or tiny roads to cross on it, but you know it's it's you know it's the easiest trail in the world to follow. Like so, then get yourself in the Fermartin and Bucking Way and and see what the terrain's like and everything. And I practice and what you're going to do on race day is really important. So I, I dipped my toe in the world of ultras when I did the 12-hour thing last year, and I practiced eating what I was going to try eating in the race and everything, and get my stomach used to it and. I had no issues actually, I was lucky, maybe just a stroke of luck, I chose stuff that worked first time, but you know, just eating like, you know, your porridge bars and stuff like that and mixing it in with gels and taking on water pretty regularly, just sipping away, that kind of got me through. <coughs> uh, 
and uh, just the company as well. I mean, this is going to be this is going to be much much busier than that Mormon Hill one was. Um, there was like 25 of us on the hill, but it's going to be significant more than that. Hopefully, hopefully 150. Hopefully, 150. So, I mean, you're going to be seeing folk on that short-ish kind of course. You're going to be seeing folk chasing folk. Yeah. Yeah, we see folk high fiving folk in the way past. That's gonna be brilliant and fun actually. Awesome atmosphere. When we spoke to yeah. uh, Camille Heron, and I was asking her about the mentality of running around four hundred metres track for twenty four hours and thinking that just sounds bonkers. But she was like, It's awesome because the whole race, everyone who's involved in that race from the participants to the marshals, stewards, timekeepers, support crew, they're all there. All within 400 meters of each other, and you're talking to each other all the way around, mm-hmm. high fives, and you know, it's a cool atmosphere. So, I think it'll be a bit like that. Obviously, it's a bit more stretched out in 400 meters, but it won't be long before you're meeting the same folk all the time, you know, it'll be cool. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, I wanted to ask you one other thing about this, uh, and it's not really one thing, it's probably a few, but you made it sound really easy, like you just had the idea and you went and said, right, let's do it. Kev gave the go-ahead, so Gav went, right, full on, get it done. But what did getting it done consist of in terms of, it's not that easy, surely, to just organise a race and get all your... A lot Scottish of athletics, licenses, <laughs> all that stuff. So what, just so folk are aware how, how much, because we take these things for granted as runners, like how you just pay your money, you turn up, you run, and you get your medal, and you go home. But there's yeah. a lot to it, organising an event like this. I mean, I, I mean, the first thing, I mean, I did it all back to front, I was trying to figure out, you know, cause I like to, I like to go through, do, do things the way I wanted to do it, and then, okay, well, people, people have done it this way. I kind of see him, I don't even know what to do, I don't trust him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, so then, thumbs up, yeah, I mean, <laughs> give Kev his due, Kev was busy, and he still is busy with the, the new marker, um, uh, Jog Scotland group. Um, he's had a lot of input um, with that, along with the new market 10k race that they've been doing every year. So I kind of took a, a a role in putting things um, forward and setting up a, a race plan, um, a route, um, a whole um, system of how the race is going to work. That's changed about 25 million times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would just um, give Kev give Kev a shout out and um, look for a bit of advice, um, and then Kev got back to us, and back and forth, back and forth, and um, agreeing and disagreeing on things and think how things should uh, set up and work, and then applying for licenses through Scottish Athletics because we wanted to wanted to get on board Scottish Athletics as well. Um, so getting a license, applying for a license, and then giving them all the documentations uh, regarding how we're running the race, um, how much plan is going to race um, through medics, doctors, marshals, what risk not. assessments, risk assessments. I, uh, it's been quite hectic. Um, I'm not one. I'm not one used to computers. Or I'm used to computers, but I'm not what who works on computers every day. Uh, my laptop um, is mental old school, as Kev will probably giggle in the background. But, um, <laughs> every time I probably phoned him, he was first comment would be uh, saying, "Is that your laptop taking off to Mars and Pluto again?" Because that's all you could hear <laughs> the fan 
they're ready to launch off into space because it's that old. So uh, it's been it's been fun in games getting all planned I, I, up. I think and, there's been I think there's been added stress there because if you had an up to date computer, we would have had this over the line <laughs> a lot quicker. Yeah, it probably, it probably it probably would have been yes. Because documentation on his computer, something like a Word document takes about half an hour to load up. And then everybody else has got the luxury where it just pings open, but it's Gavel just sitting there going, come on, open up. So, yeah. I'll use a Word name before or something. Yeah. I think it's it's even earlier than that. Or later than that. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) If I even open up a drawer right in front of you, there's a lot of paperwork that's got a lot of numbers and stuff written on it. So the organisation, I would say, majority is through, being through Gav and that, that side of things. He has had the time when he's come back from offshore, so I just I just get a ping and a message saying, oh, this is what I've done today, and we'll have a look at this, and we'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm, go come up with ideas and chuck some more ideas in it, and then we come up with a final plan, and it's like, right, what date do we need to pick? Um, once we got our approvals through from Scottish Athletics, it was a case of, right, we've got the doctor in place, we've got the risk assessment in place, we've got everything in place, right, it was, right, we need, we need to go with the date now of opening it up, we had the date set, that moved a couple of times, because Gav uh, works away, and then we changed it to the 2nd of, 2nd of May, and then um, to give other local races... Um, uh, a bit of respect, right? better respect to let them open up first and get all their uh, um, local runners, that, uh, normal runners that turn up. We thought we'll give them that, that opportunity. Then we decided, right, uh, second week in January, let's open it up and let's let's start the ball rolling. And that's, yeah. yeah, so that, was, that process has taken probably about 12 months, isn't it, from yes. starting, starting the route to this point where we're at now. But prior to that, there was just thoughts and brainstorming. And yeah. The website... The website yeah. was a night. It, it, that was a nightmare. <coughs> I, bu- I built the web page up. I think I spent a good couple of days on my trusted laptop building this web web page up, only to go and think I'm pressing save, but I press delete. Oh the, no! The whole, the, whole, the whole stage is gone. I'm thinking, uh. wow, wow, this is really testing my patience. This, <laughs> but then. Uh, we got it back up and running again quite promptly because I knew it was. I had everything laid out and backed up on pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> so it was quite easy to get it running back up again. Yeah. And then, oh, and <laughs> then um, designing medals and whatnot was the next stage. Designing all the, the goodies, the, all the, cool. the, the goodies going to go along with it, the race as well. Yeah, so oh, each, runner, each runner that completes the 26.3 miles or seven laps, or six laps, or whatever it's going to be, once we get that um, total distance, either the, the lap distance confirmed. Um, so we're happy, because we went through that about three times, and we've come up with three different distances, so that's why we're not getting set on that yet. So we're going to get that confirmed. But once we do that, each runner will get um, uh, it's a medal, a buff, a t-shirt, and then some stuff in the goodie bag as well. So and that, that's what they get for completing the event. Oh, well, do we want to spill that beans yet? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I, mean, I, I gave a huge spill of the beans of the buff on Facebook last week or the other day. So they all know oh, what, what the buff They know what the buff looks like. That. So they <laughs> ain't to know what the t-shirt looks uh, like yet. You have to sign up. Exactly. Get a t-shirt, then you'll find out. All right. Um, 
There's one other question about your specifically about the race. Um, I'll, I'll I'll go and have a rattle through some of those questions going on Facebook because they're quite funny. But the <laughs> yeah, the race. So you said you've got a Scottish athletics license and it's designed for anyone up to you and including racing snakes to go try and get a PB and that sort of thing. So the fact you've got a Scottish athletics license does that mean if some super speed demon like Jenny or somebody turns up and breaks a record, uh, will it count? As yes, a, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Under yeah. under the rules, we obviously once the all the um, timing that's done and the race is done and everyone's all gathered together, we have to send the results back off to Scottish Athletics. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I, I, as it's not down as a championship race, I don't know how well it'll go into records or whatnot. I'm not too sure. I'd have to dive into the 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 massive folder of Scottish Athletics rules and regulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have thought, given that it's measured, I presume you got it's officially measured, you get your license. No, not, not, for a, not for a trail run. A trail run doesn't need to be officially uh, measured. Mm -hmm. oh, right, okay, so what's it, is it just on GPS, to take the GPS measurement or something? Yeah, or? I, I think so. Um, okay. Because I did ask if we had to measure the course, but because it's obviously an off-road trail run, uh, we didn't have to uh, get official measurement in the course. But mm -hmm. if it's a 10k road race, then yeah, 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 yeah you, you yeah, do need yeah. to get an official distance ah, right, okay. measured up. But we I, didn't I need to. That, that maybe would mean that for things like 12-hour records, it maybe won't count officially because it's not. I don't know. No idea. Well, it's a race. It's a, it's a race at the end of the day, and it's it's ah, got yeah. its license, so it will yeah, yeah. Oh, be I held officially. Yeah, yeah. But I just wonder if yeah. somebody went and ran like the furthest anyone's ever ran, twelve hours and twelve hours <laughs> further out. Oof! They get some high five from me. Yeah. <laughs> they get some high five from me. High five, definitely. Yeah. Ah, you get multiple. I know. I just wondered if you could uh, use that as a way to try and attract some elite runners and that sort of thing. Uh, well, well, yeah. I'm, I'm supposed because it's his first first run event. We're not expecting huge masses of yeah. massive athlete uh, or elite <coughs> people to come along. If they do, fair play, happy days, great, get good on them. Um, but it's the first one, so we're not expecting yeah. massive amount of uh, numbers. We're just hoping to um, get it up and running and get a good um, base going into the future for it. Yeah, I think that'll be popular. There's loads and loads of ultra runners locally, uh, at least you know. It doesn't take what heaps of them for your race to fill up, so fingers crossed you'll get yeah. plenty of folks signed up for it. Um, cool, right, I was going to ask you some of these uh, Facebook questions, right, we've got a bit of thing on Facebook to ask <laughs> what we would ask you, and I've asked you one dangerous. of which was <laughs> the, uh, what colour is the racing t-shirt, you've, you've skipped that one without answering, that's pure show, really pure show. Um, Joking. So, here we go. Comments, right. You could oh. just say it's the colour of the towel that uh, oh, Gav no. left in the car. We'll start with a serious, semi-serious one. So, Graham Aitken has asked, what's next in the pipeline? This must just be the start. So, presumably, that's in terms of day and ram events. Have you got any other big ideas for races? Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. We're going to keep them in the rap just now. Um, yeah, we are, unfortunately, we've got two other ones uh, that we want to, um, two, there's maybe three. Um, uh, <laughs> there is three. We've got some good ideas. One of them um, I'm really looking forward to kicking off, and it's going to be unlike no other ultra event out there, I think. Oh, so 
Um, <laughs> this is us just dipping the toe into it just now and getting getting a feel yeah. for organising events and stuff like that. And uh, um, yeah, so we don't want to we don't want to open it up just now and let everybody no, know no, what we're thinking. No. But yeah, it, we, we do have other ideas. Is it purely, is it purely ultras you're going to do? Do you think? Well, the, we do have the the two ones that we've got planned just now. They are they will be big ultras, but okay. we do we do have. Um, we did have a talk about having like a 5k, 10k uh, race series going up here uh, as well, um, mm-hmm. but w- that hasn't been that's, that's been mentioned. Yeah. But we haven't gone really yeah. big into that yet. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. That's an eye. I can understand why you wouldn't want to share in case MD <laughs> steals your idea or you, you come out with some big ideas and it doesn't come up. I don't know if the world's ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jesus maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. So this is the really serious one. How many times in 12 hours can you pull Dave Andrews shorts down? Well, the size of his thighs, man, you'd be struggling to get them down, man. Well, that question comes so, back I, from Glenwood 24 I need to know, yeah. know what happened with this. So, uh, yeah, I was standing speaking to um, Sarah, um, what's her surname, uh, Cull, um, at the... Well, they were making pizzas and stuff like that, and Dave came through the checkpoint, came came along and pulled my shorts down. And a couple of beers are just standing there. I think so. I chased him with my shorts down and pulled his ones down as well. So it ended up being a bit of a bit of banter for the day. And he's like, "Stop, stop pulling them down, Kyle, because I, I I can't pull them back up. I'm sore." <laughs> so, uh, um, so that that's where that came from. Yeah, they wouldn't have seen I, much anyway, Dave, any? No. no I, <laughs> Did you say Sarah King? No, it was uh, oh, Sarah, right. Sarah Cole. Alright, okay, no, because the next one was from Sarah King. I was like, well, that's oh, right. uh, Sarah King is the cake homemade. <laughs> well, they're actually, they're, we're hoping to get the the Gap Village Hall Committee. Um, I've been speaking to Pat, who kind of organises the hall. And they are willing to help out and put some home bakes on, and soup cool. possibly. Aww. So, uh, depending on, on numbers, numbers and races and stuff like that, uh, and the amount of people we're getting, we are looking to have some home bakes um, from um, friends and family. So we can be setting up on hot soup, hopefully. Awesome, need that. Absolutely need yeah. that. Yeah. So, as part of the part of the event, we're also um, there's the donations coming from. Um, the entry fee to um, what's the name of the charity you've uh, got the Maud Railway Museum group who are yeah. a small group who run the museum at uh, the Maud Railway Station so there's a small museum there that they run locally and there's so we a are a bunch of volunteers yeah and they are yeah. they're actually helping us out by giving us mm, uh, access to their toilets and access to power as well Oh, oh uh, fabulous! So we did decide on adding, putting an extra little fee onto the entry fee, so we could give them a donation uh, for their help as well at the end of the, the the race. Once it's all closed up, we'll give them a a do- donation each end for the Ochnagat Committee Hall and the Mod Mod Railway Museum guys. <coughs> That's perfect. That's really good. Yeah, because often you Brilliant. for the the big. Uh, yeah, the big well-known charities and stuff to get some investment school to give back to the, the local ones, definitely. Cool. Well, I don't think 
get any more uh, questions on the race itself. But what about? So obviously you said you're doing the D33. Uh, what are your plans for races and stuff this year? I um, I've got D33, and next up is a uh, West Highland Way race again in June. And once that's uh, completed, I'm looking at heading into 24-hour racing on a track down in Gloucester wow. or in London. <laughs> When's that? Brilliant. Uh, sept- September is Tootenbeck, and Gloucester <laughs> is in October, November time. What but depend two, depend. Two races no, not two. I'm only I've only picked two just two because of my okay. my rotation at work. Aye, okay. My it might slip either way, so I've kind of got two <clears> that back just so I can kind of get yeah. one. So it will be just one 24 hour race. <laughs> That's what I say, like one. <laughs> more than enough. Okay, have you ever done anything like that before? On the track? Not on a track, no. I've no. done Glenmore twice. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just haunted me. The race, uh, for running for 24 hours, It's um, I've had big expectations for the race. I trained really hard for it in 20s. 18 or 17 I can't remember uh, and then starting the race and actually pick up an injury in the first lap and um, struggling with that for a good um, 6 hours but still managing to pull off 104 miles in 19 or something odd mm-hmm. hours um, but I walked away still massively disappointed because I was quite aiming big for that um, and the first attempt was you know, 80 miles, uh, but I knew I had more in me. It was just my my mind giving up. So it's a big, it's a big haunt and a big um, aspiration to do really well in 24 hour race for myself. So yeah, yeah looking to mm-hmm. hit that big this year. No, the track will be a whole different element, but cool. Yeah, look forward to seeing how that goes. The yeah. treadmill well, bashing offshore should uh, help that out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you did quite a lot of running the treadmill, actually. Big, yeah. big long runs. It's pretty impressive. I think, I, I, think I need yeah. to get him to refresh the belts, actually. <laughs> uh, you're probably the only one using it, though, so it's probably... Well, no, there's not. There's not. I have to... I have to get up really early to use a treadmill right. because a lot of guys. Oh, you're joking! So I oh, actually changed my whole pattern of actually. Turning in, not not being a morning person to turning myself being into one of the most hyper persons in the mornings, man. <laughs> so just just to ensure that I got the treadmill, just to make yeah. sure I got my training in. No bless, well done. Okay, what what have you got lined up? Um, D thirty three. That's what I've got planned up for this year. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I came off of injury last year, so I've been building myself up since I was operated on in August August time. Yeah, so I've been building myself up since then with an aim (coughs) to finish D33 uh, because I'd done it last year and got eight miles in and DNF, my first DNF, and ever since then I've had DNF, DNF, DNF. So, so, but I was injured, um, so this year was get back on track, get the fitness up, and that's went really well. So I want to do well at D33 this year, and then I'll make my plans from there. So I've signed up for G24. Okay. Um, um, but I've got some other ideas I want to do as well. But um, I'm waiting to see how uh, D33 goes to make that decision. I probably should make the decision now, but I'm 
want to get that monkey off my back if you like because I'm just a bit we both have uh, unfinished business at G24 <laughs> we both end up sleeping we both end up in the van and getting yeah don't go to sleep. bed that's where it all goes wrong yeah I've done that five times now and I've still not over the hundred miles I went to sleep and Sharon wouldn't let you forget either I know I know <laughs> you let Hassan beat you. What's going on? <laughs> I know. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's that's perp per- Kev actually purposely went back out on our first attempt to beat me on the mini laps. I did. <laughs> I did. You know what? I, I, think it's got, I was like, oh, is it? I was like, has Gav been sick? I was like, has Gav been sick? And they're like, yeah. I was like, cool, keep him there. I'm going back out. <laughs> <laughs> it's really supportive the community isn't it <laughs> oh, yeah. totally. I love it I love it yeah. it's all the way. you've got to try and beat your mate <laughs> yeah it's a friendly banter when yeah, we first got into the ultra, when we first got into the ultra running well Gav came into the ultra running thing with myself I remember his first D33 his second D33 um, he bombed off at the start and uh, at the 24 mile point where the funny head is and the totem pole is mm-hmm. uh, Gav was walking up that hill and I run past him going ah you alright Gav he's like yeah 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 I'm fine I was like here have another gel and run I past like, him and beat him I was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and ever, ever since that day he's just rubbed it in that he's beat me <laughs> in a friendly kind of way so that day on G24 was brilliant. I loved it. I loved the fact that I beat him. <laughs> Never hear the end of it. <laughs> oh, well. I can't get you near your nose, I guess. <laughs> Good stuff. Right. Um, I think we could wrap up there. Jen, have you any other questions for these heroes? <laughs> no, it's just been pretty good fun so long may it rain and I uh, look forward to having a go at your race it'll be good fun yeah yeah so get yourselves signed up folks I'll put some links on the show notes but SI entries and look up 12 hour relay or something I keep saying relay 12 hour ultra um, (laughs) and you'll find it railway ultra and you'll find it I'm sure Um, alright cheers guys we will see you later Either spectating at the race or maybe participating. Probably not participating, to be perfectly honest. Oh, you should. Come on. <laughs> there you go. There's a cool one. Jen, Jen will be there, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's local to me anyway, so I'll, I'll go down and if I'm not running, I'm actually sitting in I might, I might be away, actually. I need to check my calendar. We've got someone a weekend away in May. <clears throat> might be the same one. Um, but. Yeah, it sounds cool, and it's local, you know, and it's two guys who know the ultra scene well, so I'm, I'm pretty confident it'll be done well uh, as a race. And look forward to, to seeing how it goes, and hopefully they get lots of folks signed up, and um, and it grows and becomes a, a fixture on the ultra scene. And, um, yeah, and I think it would be quite interesting to get 
get the course sort of ratified and have super fast guys coming and trying breaking records and stuff because it's definitely mm-hmm. flat enough for that, you know. Cool. So we'll very briefly touch on the last couple of weeks. So it's four weeks since you've been on, Jenny. But um, yeah, I know. I've got next to bugger all to talk about running wise. Just been training. It was going really, really well until I told everyone it was going really well. And last week had a wee bit of a blip with the circumstances Uh-oh. getting in the way a little bit and I missed a couple of runs and started beating myself up about it. But uh, <clears throat> I've kind of wised up and got back on track and put it behind me again. So I'm kind of back running a 3K race on Friday again. So we'll see how that goes. And hopefully it'll be a bit quicker than the last couple of times. Uh, but that's really about it for me. Uh, you've been doing some 24-hour racing, have you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did the... Because you bet somebody, but I'll let you tell us about it. <laughs> uh, so what did I do? Oh, I went and did the Tyndrum 24-hour race. It's the first, it was the first one. It's the inaugural event, uh, and it's at the end of January. So it's cold and dark, so it's... You've got like 16 hours of darkness, basically. So it's it's a bit of. I actually find that quite hard. I've done 24-hour races before, but they've been in the summer. So your your dark spell through the night is quite short-lived because just as you're at the point where you're like, oh, I can't really be bothered. Like the sun comes up and it's all mm. happy days again. But with this one, um, I kind of find it a bit difficult. But it was good. I paired up with a friend of mine that we just sort of from the onset were kind of well matched and just chatted our way through and it was really nice just to have that sort of company for the for well all my race um and certainly but i had a race plan and it was if i was gonna be in the the top three then i might and i was feeling okay then i was gonna just keep plodding on for the whole 24 hours but with Bob Graham coming up in June and just starting my training actually this week for that. It was really important that I didn't sort of screw it up and didn't end up having to take like tons of time out after. So I actually sort of the 60, when I got to about 60 miles, it was pretty evident to me that I was going to have to work really, really, really hard to keep my place at that point in the race. So I just uh, went to bed <laughs> for three hours because I knew it would do me the world of good. And it did, actually. I was starting to feel pretty ill and I was starting to feel sort of fed up and just sort of like lost the, you know, the enjoyment had gone a little, or was going. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be a negative experience because it was really just a training run. Yeah. So I went to bed, three hours, got up, had a cup of tea, and we, as my pal that I'd been running with the whole time, um, Neil, came in to the checkpoint and we finished the race together. So he ended up getting a top 10 position and I ended up being, I, th- I checked the results actually, I was fourth girl overall. Uh, which is pretty good, Ooh. and um, the fifth girl was not far behind me actually, so it's quite nice. So it's a pretty close, oh, cool. close race in the end. But I didn't get the hundred miles, uh, so it was Plan category? B. What place were you in your category? You oh well, I I would imagine the same because um, in the world of ultra running, uh, I'm I'm quite young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My friend yeah. Shona uh, wins a lot of these events, and she's in the category above me. So oh, right. it all gets it all gets a, a bit messed up in ultra running. So it's ah, really yeah, it's yeah. really if you're a vet, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's really difficult to get a position. Ah. 
Oh, that sounds pretty cool, though. Right? So when you slept, yeah. I hope you slept and it was dark, did you? Yeah. So I went to bed at I went to bed at three in the morning, and so it started in the morning. Started at like seven. So I think it was seven in the morning. It started, maybe. Oh no, it wasn't. It was a weird time. Started at eleven. That's what it was. Because you could do a six. You could do a six-hour race or a twelve-hour race, or it might have even been twelve o'clock. It started. It was really odd. It was really odd timing. So, um, and I think that played a part because I hadn't slept. You know, to start. Say it started at twelve midday. Hmm. You know, I got up at like six yeah, in the morning, so that's just when I naturally wake up. Yeah. So I'd already been awake for six hours, and then was embarking on a twenty-four hour run. You know, so it was it was pretty tough. So I, I stuck it out for uh for fifteen hours, and then I had a sleep. So that that was good. And I knew if I went to bed for three hours, I knew if I got up at six in the morning. I would have like an hour of dark before the sun was coming up because I really wanted to see the sunrise, and that's exactly how it played out. Cool. So that was quite nice. It was nice did to see the sunrise. Did you plan specifically to go up at six? You start setting an alarm. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, Sharon was there. She was marshalling, and her shift finished at six in the morning. So uh, the deal was that if I if she hadn't seen me, she was going to come and wake right. me up. Um, but as it turned out, she came to wake me up, and I was already just about to jump out the van. So and the van was parked like right at the checkpoint. So it was literally just I just crawled into my bed in the camper van and then crawled out. I didn't even get changed <laughs> or anything. I just like went into bed. <laughs> it was great. And that was it. The funny thing about see sleeping in an ultra, like y- y- all you need at the end of the day is like ten minutes of just rest. Like you don't actually properly really sleep. It's just like resting the mind so that mm-hmm. you can stay awake. It's like you know when you're really tired in a car and you have to pull over and just take a minute and then have a wee power nap and then you're okay. It's kind of like that. It's like knowing that. Just having a wee break will make you feel a lot better, and that was it. So yeah, it was good. It was a good event, and I and that was all I needed to do. And I just sort of slogged out the end. It was just kind of like mind over matter. It was like a back to back run with very little break. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. Yeah. Cool. And that was right. it. Done. Ah, sounds awesome. Um, so where where was that race held? It was in Tyndrum, which is halfway point in the West Highland Way. Oh right, cool. Okay. Yeah, so that's where it was. So it was quite, it was quite nice. It was the route took you sort of from the village, sort of out into the main, well, out sort of like a lower pass, as if you were going out into the big hills, and then it wound back onto the West Highland Way, and then back into the village. So it was four miles right. um, in the short route, and then they had they added on like a little extra mile for the first twelve hours that took you oh, underneath okay. the railway line. That was quite cool. So it was five hours for twelve hours, and then uh, four no five yeah five miles for the first twelve hours, and then yeah. four mile loops for the second. Yeah. So it was quite good. Aye, cool. Oh well, well done. It sounds like um pretty good, pretty good race anyway. And as a a little twenty four hour training run, cool. Yeah, you know, <laughs> knock them out yeah. in January. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely cool. So. Oh, we'll just we'll just move on then. So the, the yeah. theme, theme for the podcast this week was going to be talking about race anxiety. 
And that's just yeah. an idea, and you're the race anxiety expert, <laughs> if there is such a thing. Well, <laughs> I'm going to let you just uh, yeah. take the lead on it, and I'll I'll chip in if I've got any any thoughts. Yeah, it's um, it kind of came out of talking to Jog, my Jog Scotland groups, and a couple of people had mentioned like that. Um, they've kind of overcome anxiety to getting into joining a club and then starting running and uh, weirdly one night at a training I just sort of mentioned oh you know the next step is really getting over the races and as soon as I said that pretty much every single runner chipped in to say oh I really hate start pens or I feel really anxious about start of a race I feel really sick um, and the more I've investigated it since so it kind of went into my mind about a year ago and I've been doing quite a lot of work with Jog Scotland um, talking about it and that's what it's been it's been a conversation and getting people really to speak about it more to make it more normalized and actually start thinking about strategies and mindfulness for running and I think the, that's the way things are going now races are getting so big running so busy and when you s start in these events like just uh, the the one that came up was when a lot of people want to do Inverness Half Marathon. It's the start of the year, you know, it's coming up next month and yeah. it's a big event and a lot of groups, that's a, it's a good one for a lot of people to train for but it is a really busy race and it's a busy yeah. start and for a lot of runners, even, you know, your your pros, your elites, it's it can be quite a... It's, there's a lot of emotional feelings that go through your mind before you start a race and it's how you manage that so that you're not you know you're not messing up a race somebody said to me that they hated running half marathons because they felt so awful they built it up so much in their head that it took them the majority of the race to kind of get over it and then they started, the, the, you know, having that the, the sort of the trauma of the finish. <laughs> I was just like, that's, you know, it's not, it's not a great place. And yeah. and then when we started talking about that, I've discovered since there's a lot of people feel like that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it a little bit myself. I I take myself away. Like my strategy is all like I've. I can't go into a race pen early um, and I think sometimes I think people must think I'm a bit knobby you know I'm like one of those people that's like mm -hmm. running around the pitch um, and I, I always think oh god I better look like a right idiot here you know because I'm not an elite athlete and here's me you know running round in circles but the reason why I do it is because it takes me away from from that the sort of like the claustrophobic yeah, feeling of yeah. being in a pen Especially because I'm like from the middle of the pack to the back of the pack and it's mega busy mm. there. Um, and it's also really difficult because I'm one of those people like many runners who choose a time that's maybe slower um, than my what I'm actually going to achieve. So I've got quite a lot of people to run past, which is probably not the best tactic really, but um, it just makes me feel a bit better about where I'm at. Um, and it's a nightmare. It's so busy. And I do feel sick sometimes. Mm. So there's a lot about mindfulness. And um, my friend Rachel from ITRC, she's been helping me out with it. And she's been, she found some really good articles which would be worth maybe sharing in the show notes so other people can read them. Yeah. And there's like loads of like top 10 things you can do to like try different techniques like there's breathing techniques or there's like stuff you can do in training to think about listen to your sort of like feel your heart rate and 
like wee things you can do just to make yourself feel more comfortable about starting races. So I think there's a huge conversation that people need to have. Um, now races are getting so big as well about just how to manage that feeling. So if anyone's out there and you feel really anxious and you're struggling with racing a half marathon or a 10k or a 5k or anything really um, and you're finding that you would like a little bit more information then look up, well certainly mindfulness for runners is a good place to start. If you Google it there's loads of really good stuff like top 10 things you can do and things like that but also I'll put some links to Callum and yeah. get him to share them on the show notes sure. and people yeah, can I'll have a read because it's quite individual. Yeah, I'll definitely so. do that. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there I hadn't even thought of, if I'm being completely honest. So yeah. Not, uh, race anxiety is not something I really ever thought of before. I don't... I've, I'm nev I've never struggled in crowds and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. so that, that doesn't bother me at all. I'm quite happy being penned in one of those race pens, even if, if it's really tight, you know, the one I'm thinking of well, probably a couple of marathons that I've done, Edinburgh and Loch Ness, you know. Aye, a little bit the they're, same, They're not yeah. massive, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's quite a lot of people around, and you know, mm -hmm. you're sort of hemmed in, but that just doesn't bother me. I, I maybe even, yeah. actually, you know, just in amongst fellow runners and that sort of thing, so I hadn't really yeah. given it much thought. I mean, I, I, I would, if I, I, had I thought about it, I would appreciate there are lots and lots of people <laughs> yeah. who don't like being in crowds, and... I can imagine mm -hmm. that, that would be a nice place for them to be, even to think about putting themselves. I mean, like the one, the local one, the bigger use 10k, it is massively busy. And yeah, you know, I can imagine if you are uh, one of the a person who suffers from you know claustrophobia or doesn't like being in big crowds, then that that would be difficult. Um, mm -hmm. And then, depending on what sort of where you sort of fare in the race, you know, it could be claustrophobic all the way around, depending on the race. Yeah, that's true. Something like London Marathon, I mean, that's... Oh, I know, all the way, exactly. All the way around, even mm -hmm. if you're like a sub three guy, I think you can still... Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard so, going. Yeah, I've never done it, but, um, you know, I've, I've heard, yeah. you know, it's tough to get even get in your stride for about like 10K yeah. or something, which is so busy. So, yep. yeah, I mean, that, that's really interesting. And, and I think, it's a shame that anyone would miss out on that yeah. of, of running if because of it. Um, so if there's any way you can help, mm -hmm. you know, and you, totally. you, you, you absolutely do not have to do races as a runner, you know. I mean, I no, well, there is that. Some well. people don't, but, you know, it would be good mm -hmm. that that wasn't the reason mm -hmm. that you chose not to race, you know, because of... Yeah, because of no, racing. I agree. So, you, know, you, you have a, a different yeah. mentality about racing or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, if there are strategies to help with that, which, as you say, absolutely, are, um, and it does get better. Yeah, you know, self-belief as yeah, well. Absolutely. So the thing I, I thought think we were going to talk about with race anxiety was more, uh, and I'm sure this plays into it, um, but it was more around just sort of nervousness around mm -hmm. racing, and I mean the only element of that I I would get that sort of pre-race nerves thing, but it's pretty minor and. Uh, depending on, you know, if it's a race I've prepared really, really well for, that's probably where I'm most nervous because I'm putting a bit of pressure on myself mm -hmm. to go and get a PB. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, or to go and get back into where I was a year ago or whatever it is, you know, and I think, yeah, this race mm -hmm. is going to be really good. And, and I'm, I'm almost, I'm nervous about a few things, and including things like hoping the 
conditions are going to be good. You know, you're checking the weather yeah. forecast every half an hour <laughs> to see if it's good. <laughs> Last time it said it was windy in the wrong direction or whatever. And then, and oh, I can appreciate that. Just yeah. hoping that you're, you know, you're, you're not. The week's going to go nicely. You're going to get the sleep you need, mm-hmm. and you're not going to have children up through the night and all that sort of stuff. And that, that and, uh, plays in my mind. But I wouldn't. I would. Ne- I would definitely would not go as far as to call that anxiety. I hadn't really ever suffered anxiety until within the last six to ten months. You know, since my dad died, I've had a few mm-hmm. times of what I now know as anxiety, but. <laughs> I've not suffered that to do with running uh, ever. So, um, yeah, I thought that would be something. And also just people being a bit scared of going and running their first race mm-hmm. off that distance or their first race full stop. You know, that's yeah. Lots of people go, oh, no. There's a guy I spoke to last year who um, he'd done... So we've got a local race here called the Mormon Hill Race, which is like a five-and-a-half-mile hill race. And he'd run that, right? So he'd run that race, did well, you know. In a and it's a tough race. Yeah, it's it's not easy at all. And he did really well, you know, sort of middle of the pack, you know, beat a few uh, local club runners and that sort of thing. And I remember saying to him something, I can't remember, it was a conversation, and um, I think it was maybe a half marathon or something that came up. It might have even just been a 10, just, but it might have been a 10K. And he was just like, no, I'm not, I'm... No, no, I don't think I'm good enough to do that. I'm like, oh. whoa, 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 come on. You could definitely do it, and and you would not be, like, even mm-hmm. back of the pack. Not there's anything wrong with being back of the pack, you know. And, and I don't think that guy has actually run any of those sort of races yet, but I don't mm-hmm. know if it's anything to do with what you're talking about in terms of it might just be the local hill race, uh. the guys he knows, and it's, you know, it's... Yeah. Well, 50 runners or whatever, it's more than that now. Mm-hmm. Back then it might have been just 30 spread it over five miles and yeah so totally appreciate that we do do it yeah we put pressure mm-hmm. generally I think when you you mm-hmm. run you do put pressure on yourself and yeah. it is um, there's a almost like events you know it's quite common to see people f- feeling like they're not you know they shouldn't be there or questioning mm-hmm. why they're there or feeling like you know that they're not good enough to be there and I think probably everybody at some point in their running careers felt like that but it's really important yeah. like the running community generally um, especially in the northeast I would say is a really supportive place and it is inclusive to everybody and mm-hmm. everybody everybody has a right to be be there you know it's like running is you know it's just it's, it is there for everybody and when you're running these races you know you're in you're in the you're outdoors and you know that belongs to the belongs to everyone. So there Absolutely. there shouldn't we shouldn't put ourselves in that pressure. But I mean I've been there. Like I remember the same thing that you're saying about having that. I've always got to be do better and get a better mm. time and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's probably why I quite like the long distance running because. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like if you're running thirty miles, nobody actually really cares. Like nobody ever says, "Oh, how long did it take?" Like very few people. The only people that might ask would be, you know, like somebody that's done it and is just interested because they're maybe interested to see, like, well, if you did it in that time, what did you do other things in, so they can Mm -hmm. equate it to something else. But generally, like nobody cares. They're just like, "Oh my God, you finished? That's great!" And that's it. (laughs) And and even if Um, they do ask, I like that. Yeah, even if they do ask. There would, nobody will go, 
it took you how long? <laughs> you know I mean? Don't yeah, really exactly. Like, people, people under, well, people do understand. Most <laughs> runners understand different sort of time brackets for 10K. Yeah. And marathons and marathons. And unless you're an ultra runner, you don't appreciate what it's like to run any. Yeah. And, and, you know, normal ultra runs are in the hills and, you know, all that sort of thing. So time well, that's it. I mean, a 5K and... Five k on trail can take you, you know, God, can take two hours, ah, exactly, <laughs> depending exactly. on where it is. So um, trail running. So I, I suggested. Um, I've turned a few people who've had anxiety about mm-hmm. timings and races and have put themselves under pressure. I've suggested to them to get into trail running, and the feedback that they had was that it really helped them because it does yeah. take away an element of time. And you know everything's different, but yeah, I think there's a lot we can explore over the next year, probably. Yeah, um, there'll definitely. be many more. It'll be interesting to see what you know the folk listening at home have got to say. Like uh, the reason why I wanted to bring it up actually was to try and get people sharing their yeah. stories. Because um, I'm a bit like you. Like I've got some anxiety about racing, but yeah. like like you were saying, I've got to a point now where I quite enjoy going to a race, and mm. I'd have found ways to sort of deal with bits of it but generally speaking I managed to get over it pretty quickly but it'd be nice to hear from other viewer, um, other listeners you mm-hmm. know like maybe what are they doing and what helps them or like what what is it that they've had to overcome when it comes to an event because I think that would be quite a nice channel of yeah. discussion to be had actually. <laughs> yeah so I mean I don't know how we can do that and normally if you post something on Facebook and ask folk for it. Yeah. We don't, we don't well, get much, we um, but no. we, could, we can try it, but I can also... Yeah, send us your feedback. Yeah, send us your <laughs> feedback on it, and um, just post something on Facebook. But uh, what I might do, yeah. um, if there's anyone interested, um, I could set up a, a group through the Explore Running Facebook page yeah. for people who specifically are interested in it, and you know, nobody mm-hmm. else will see the comments other than the people in the group. Um, they're interested in getting yeah, and so that debate going yeah. back and forth about it you know, and it doesn't yeah. have to fill people's Facebook page feeds <laughs> yeah, just, that's true. just in the group so um, we'll maybe try yeah, that good, but, good yeah. idea yeah um, that would be a good place to start anyway yeah, certainly. yeah cool and we'll get the, the dialogue anyway so that was it <laughs> cool. no no that's a uh, really really uh, different topic that I hadn't even given any thought to before so I'm glad you brought that one up Um I don't have anything else to add, so unless you do, I'll just... No, no, I think we'll leave it there for now. I'm sure it'll come back. So next up, we've got Ask a Coach. Um, Thank you to Robin for Dice for the question. He asked about getting back into running after a long layoff through injury. So Robin, I know um, locally, he tore his calf uh, muscle pretty badly, I think he did it playing football rather than running, but he he was a relatively new runner, I think, maybe within the last year or two. He was doing doing well, you know, getting his distance up and getting in the hills and, and all this sort of thing, and, and he was enjoying it, and he uh, came along with us to do the the 10 mile. Remember the Mormon Hills Sunrise run that we wrecked, Jenny? Oh, yeah. He came to the actual, that actual 10 mile one, and he was going... Yeah, you know, really well, but he—I think he knackered his calf playing football, and um, 
and his wife banned him from sports for a while because they were going to Florida. <laughs> so he wasn't allowed to do anything for a while. I guess he injured himself. But then, uh, I think it was a Christmas night out ridiculousness. He ended up um, breaking his shoulder or did something. Smash, smashed his arm up anyway. So he's, he's been in a sling for a while. So he's been out of running for ages and he was asking how, how does he go about getting back into it. So um, I think the answer to this is actually pretty simple um, and it is it's just about getting out there and as we heard in the interview with uh, Gav he's about running a 12 hour event he was like it's just about putting one foot in front of the other and I think that mm-hmm. goes for, for running generally so um, that's the physical side of it I mean just actually going out and doing it it's, I know it's not as straightforward as that and mentally you've got we're just talking about anxiety it fits in quite nicely actually I mean I, mm-hmm. I do remember when I used to flirt with running, sort of now and again, I would go out, I'd, I'd get into the habit of maybe going out once or twice a week for a while, and I would stop for a while, and I'd think, oh, shit, I really, need, I really need to go and try running again. And I would actually be worried about how crap I was going to be. You know, how, how slow am I going to be? How much is this going to yeah. I lost all that fitness. And then every single time without fail, I have pluck up the courage or the... Um, mind went blank there, Pick, plug up the courage to get out the door, get the motivation, that's what I was looking for, to get out. And it was never that bad. You know, the first yeah. few steps are over with and you're like, oh, actually, this feels like it did the last time. You know, it's not that bad at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd, uh, my advice really would be just try and put all of that um, negativity and fear aside just put your shoes on, step out the door, and just go for a really easy jog. Um, keep it nice and short to start with. Um, and I wouldn't bother with things like running tech. You know, don't put a watch on or Strava or any of that sort of thing, because that just adds pressure on your pace. You think people are going to see this, what I've done. They're going to see how slow I am and all that sort of stuff. Just depending on where you live, um, you know, if you've got like a 20-minute block, you can run round or something, just nice and easy. And then just enjoy the fact you can you can run again. So, and I think you'll find that you'll be delighted with that first run back. Uh, I always was. I always <clears throat> always chuffed that I've done it. You know, and you get the that nice little endorphin rush again. And um, and then just build it up from there. Keep it nice and easy. Keep it nice and slow. Don't wear the run a watch for a while because you you don't. You won't know how fast or slow you're going, so you won't be able to look at it and go, "Jesus, that's slow." Um, <laughs> you know, if it, you know, and it probably won't be slow, but it might be slower than you were a year ago. But um, it doesn't matter uh, how slow you are, and you'll never know how slow you are. So just, just get out and run, and then, and also, you know, don't go back. I don't know how how often uh, Robin was running or others in the situation, but you know, don't go back to running full on like you were before. So if you run like six days a week. Uh, go back to every other day or something to start with. Give your legs and joints and everything, ligaments, tendons, a chance to recover after each run and then just build up gradually. And it won't be that long. You do that for a few weeks and then you can go back into what you were doing before and, and just be sensible with it. But remember to enjoy it as well. You know, it doesn't have to be a slog. Um, you know, just get back into it nice and gradually and I think you'll you'll, you'll get yourself there fairly quickly and the other thing um, 
yeah, I was going to mention was you can have options. So if you're struggling with the motivation to get out the door, um, it's really good to have put things in place beforehand that almost force you to go out there because once you're out there, it, it will not be as bad as you think it's going to be. So you can have things like meeting someone to go for a run, a particular time and place. So you've got a plan. If you don't go, you'll feel like you're letting them down. So you know, I've heard lots of people do that all the time, just encouragement to get out running. You know, you, you run in a group or you run with a friend and uh, it helps folk with the motivation because they don't even think, oh, I can't be bothered, I'm not going to go. They just It's part of the day, part of the daily plan and they just get out and <clears throat> and, and meet their pal and go for the run. And, and also, if you're with a pal, you won't be thinking about your running. You'll be chatting and, you know, your run will pass by a lot quicker. Um, and something else you can do is if, if you need to get out in the morning, uh, lay your kit in your shoes and out the night before, get out your bed, put the stuff on. And once you've got the gear on, it's much less likely that you'll go, ah, uh, can't be bothered and not go, you know, you'll go, ah, next step is putting your shoes on, the next step is getting out the door, and the next step is just running. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I find that really helps. Um, sometimes if I've got, the only option I've got is in the morning before work or something, if I've got everything ready the night before, set the alarm, get up, get out the door. And once you're outside, you're not going to go back. Yeah. You know, so that's what I would say. Anyway, Jenny, what would you... Anything to add? Yeah, no, I think that's pretty good. Start slow, take it easy, maybe a bit of strength and conditioning if there's been an injury, just mm, yeah. build up something. But, I mean, I've only got experience myself, and mm -hmm. although it feels hard when you start again, like you were saying, you usually come back a bit bit quicker and a bit stronger mm. once you've, your body kind of seems to remember how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Your body will remember to an extent at least, you know, you'll have built up yeah. before, you know, it was not it's hard. Scratch, yeah. Yeah, 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 but you know, just you'll, uh, the benefits will be massive and just, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing um, and seeing some racing in the future from mm -hmm. Is it Robin? Robin, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'll hopefully, uh, he, yeah, he's been on one or two of the uh, Explore running trail runs before so hopefully we'll, we'll get them back yeah. yeah so good luck yeah, yeah good luck. you can do luck. it you've yeah. got it you've got this <laughs> you've got this man so yeah. cool uh i'll uh, i'll chat to you when i see you next time robin and see you again on um next episode we've got ask a coach question from actually another mate of mine uh, ewan and he was he was asking quite an interesting uh question actually which as an experienced runner it's not someone i even think about anymore but what is it acceptable? What is acceptable for male runners to wear in winter time? So we'll talk about that in the next episode. Um, <laughs> so um, are you okay to crack on yeah. the, the running story? So we yeah. are going to do a running story from a country where we have at least one listener and. This week we have a running story from Australia. So, Yay. if you're from Australia, how you going? That's how they say, it, isn't it? Please send us a message. <laughs> <laughs> that was rubbish, wasn't it? That was half Scottish, half Australian accent there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only remembered halfway through to, to change accents. Um, oh, so we got this. I, I stumbled across this story um, when I probably should have been doing something else uh, on the the old Google, and this was a story of. Cliff Young, who uh, was an Australian 
not an Australian runner, he was an Australian guy, an Australian farmer, who, he was, this was back in 1983, and he, he rocked up to the Sydney to Melbourne race, which is 543.7 miles, which is pretty... Crazy. <laughs> it's, pretty it's pretty chunky. Uh, in 1983, he just rocked up to the start line, and everyone started looking at He was 61 as well, he was 61 years old, turned up the start line, and everyone's going to look at him going, who's this guy like, cheaper? So he had boots and overalls on, so he didn't have any running gear. And uh, basically, the sort of experienced guys in this ultra race were, um, the usual thing was to run for 18 hours, sleep for six, and then just get up and go again, 18 hours a day. So you got okay. to the finish and just run as far as you can each day, 18 hours, and, and sleep. But, but um, this guy, Cliff, Cliff Young, he was uh, he started off the race just shuffling away, and everyone was sort of thinking, Jesus, what? Who's this guy? He's never going to last. They had this odd sort of uh, race shuffle, uh, running shuffle style, and uh, he didn't sleep. He just kept going all the way through, and uh, these guys. I think it take, took like um, I don't know what was five or six days or something for the winner to get to the end, and. <laughs> this guy, he just kept going for the six hours everybody else was sleeping. He just shuffled along, and eventually he caught them all, every one of them, one by one, and he won the race. And no. Yeah, and I think it was his first ever experience of a running race or anything, you know, and he just fancied it, turned up, rocked <laughs> it, won the race. Just shows you. Yeah, he went back the next year and came second or third or something as well. You know, and, One uh, foot in front of the other. There you go. Absolutely, That's yeah. it. There's the evidence right there. <laughs> Gaff Taylor, 5th of February, 2020. Uh, One foot in front of the other. And uh, so he basically, yeah, because he, he was like, um, they were asking him why he was able to not sleep and everything. And he basically, he, was, he grew up on a farm uh, chasing sheep um, around the <laughs> farm and, and sort of wide open area and it sometimes took him two or three days to catch them all but he always rounded every single sheep out and he wouldn't go <laughs> to sleep <laughs> two or three days he had the he had the mentality he had the ability to deal with the sleep deprivation yeah. mental physical toughness and mm -hmm. yeah rocked out so obviously fit enough as well I had the fitness as well so so he yeah. won the race uh, and the, the prize was ten thousand dollars and he claimed at the end he didn't even know there was a prize, and he gave all of the winnings away to the other runners in, in the race. Oh, what <laughs> I mean, a guy. He's a complete and utter legend, and I've never heard of him before. Oh, that's but, uh, really yeah, nice. I think in Australian ultra circles, he would be a bit of a legend. So yeah. uh, big shout-out to Cliff Young. He, he, uh, he, he did sadly pass away a few years ago in his 80s, I think. Um, so he was 61 back in 1983, so um, yeah, he would have been a fair, fair old age now. Crikey, <clears throat> that's pretty impressive. Somebody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unbelievable, cool story. So I think yeah. that, that brings us nicely to the end of this episode. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was cool. Thanks again to the guys from Tate and Ram yeah. event, running events, uh, Gav and Kev. They were they're always a good laugh. So. Um, Go and sign up for the race. I'll put some, some links up, as I said. Um, next couple of weeks, I already mentioned I've got a 3K race on Friday and um, nothing else specific in the next two weeks. I've got the Nairn 
10k on the 1st of March, but that's oh yeah, you said that like four weeks away. So um, yeah, we'll hopefully keep the the training going and and crack in a good time for that. Uh, Jenny, anything exciting planned next couple of weeks? I'm starting my this is it. I'm in week one of Bob Graham training, like officially. <laughs> I've been here a few times before over the years, mm, but yeah. it's actually it's actually going to happen this time. So, so Bob Graham, remind remind me and everyone else what oh, Bob Graham is. Uh, Forty two peaks of the Lake District that you've got to nail, and uh, well, it doesn't really matter how long it takes, yeah, but it you're to to officially do it, you do it in twenty four hours. So it starts and finishes in Keswick, um, and yeah, I'm going to do it in June. So okay, it'll be awesome. the end of June mm-hmm. is when it's going to happen, and yeah, that's it really. So I've got to uh, just build up trail uh, miles uh-huh. and start getting lots and lots of climbing. So yeah. if anybody wants to run up and down Benny Hill lots and lots of times <laughs> and uh, you want some company, just give me a shout. That's where you'll find me. <laughs> we'll get a group together and do that. That'll be cool. Yeah, 40, we could do 40, a few peaks. What? Roughly, yeah. what well, it won't be an exact route, I imagine. But what's the distance? Roughly? Uh, well, do you know? It's you say it's the the route itself is. Um, if you, I mean, it's it's a funny one. Like the minimum number of peaks is forty two, but you can actually do it. You know, you can do it in in more or or more than that. So some people do like for every year that they're birthdays past 42 you know they add another one and oh, there's okay. like times for doing like you know the 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 most number of i can't remember i'd have to look it up to see mm-hmm. what the the most tops you do but the mileage is um i guess pretty irrelevant but i don't you know off the top of my head i forget all the time i'm so terrible with numbers but it's <laughs> a, must I think it's like sixty something miles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I should know. You threw yeah. this one at me last minute. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll so find the, out the next the, time. Wait, nearer the time, I'll give you a proper <laughs> rundown of uh, the, 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 the actual reason, route. But it's quite a reason, long one. <laughs> yeah. The reason you don't know it off the top of your head is because, like you say, it's irrelevant. It's more about the climbing yeah. and the descending. I, for, I just forget. I think one. I'm in denial. I don't actually <laughs> want to know how many miles it is. I know it's more yeah. than sixty. That's all I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's but yeah, forty two peaks. Right. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be really good. I mean, a journey. It's so. one of these things um that I love the sound of, you know. It's one of these things I will definitely yeah. have a go at at some point in my life. Oh yeah. It's, I think everybody should put their foot on it. What are the other ones? Paddy Buckley. Is that Paddy one Buckley in Wales? yeah, that's the one in Wales. And then the um it's the Char- the Charlie Ram the Ramsey Round. Ramsey, yeah, Ramsey Round. That's right. Yeah, yeah. so that's Fort William, starting mm-hmm. in well, so the memoirs and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Um, so it's oh. it's hard, <laughs> but there's a a few folk um, that I know, local runners that have are dabbling with doing the Ramsey, and uh, a few people I know doing the, the Paddy Buckley. And I went to I went out for a day one day just to go and look at the route of the Ramsey Round. First time I'd really probably been on it. What a beast! Ah, it's probably it the hardest one, isn't nails. it? Nails. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think they're all probably well. I mean, Bob Graham one's uh, probably the, the for, is the easiest one. Um, I would He's say because if I <laughs> if I can if I can do it, <laughs> but then you know it's just different, I suppose. Yeah. But 
the for me like that exposure in the big mountains is quite yeah. a big thing and doing like some of these ridges that are in the Paddy Buckley and the Ramsey Rounds like it's um you've got to have like a good head for heights and Aye, be confident okay. in rocky you know you've got to be able to move well mm -hmm. over very technical terrain yeah isn't and that's something that i need to build up on i would say what was the one oh that is the, that is the, the bob graham round the um oh what's her name she did a double nikki spinks well Nikki Spinks has done um, completed the double on the mall actually. Ah, right, okay. um, so I yeah, I heard her um, talking about it, and I thought maybe she was maybe she was talking about the mall actually. I think it was maybe her who said the um, Ramsey round was the one that's most isolated. So like her. Well, it's the it's. It's quite difficult to, to get like support crews get support in, yeah, 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 yeah. just because of the logistics yeah. are quite a bit more challenging. Whereas, so the Bob Graham's obviously there's a couple of points, well, there's several points where people can get into. Mm -hmm. Um, if you if you wanted to to use people to do that for you, so. Aye. Um, so a, we'll talk another time about yeah, rounds because yeah, yeah. there's quite there's, there's there's a lot to to be learned and um, yeah. a lot to talk about and things like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I love all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, I know a lot of people have completed it, so we can get them uh, on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of people in the area have done uh -huh. have been on all three, and actually, yeah. um, there's a few people who have just completed some in the winter as well. So. Ooh. Yeah, together. Yeah, so yeah. aye, that sounds cool. Anyway, so you're back into the training for that. And yeah. Oh, you've got a so you got a marathon next. Oh weekend. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> Federesso. I have to do Federesso. I've done it every yeah. year. I went yeah. and did the what they did the trial one before they officially launched oh, it. Oh really? So, cool. so you um, have to do yeah. That. Yeah. Well, and then last. Well, you're defending champion as well. Well, yeah, but this year it's a stacked field. Have you seen? Ah. You go on to the entry and look at the, the the list of all the girls that are running. There are some amazing runners from Metro as well, and all over the place. Oh, really? Like, cool. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be insane this year. Like I swear to God, like my record is gonna be smashed by like an hour. I bet you. Honestly, really? it's gonna be embarrassing. <laughs> it's gonna be so embarrassing for me. You know, like the last few years, it's been quite low key. Like. My friends have all been there, and it's been quite a good laugh, and it's been a good push to get to the finish. I was really lucky. Well, I wasn't lucky because my friend got was feeling really ill, so she she would have won, but she was feeling terrible, so she had a bad day. Um, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I've won. It was like one of those things where it was like a gift. I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is never going to happen to me again. Best day ever. <laughs> and uh, but it's always very embarrassing when your record gets smashed <laughs> by like an hour, which is what's going to happen this year. It's going to be oh, so wow. embarrassing. But I don't care because, as you know, it's really great that Chris's race is getting um, people interested in running it that are more high profile than a bunch of. You know, well, belters from the northeast. I'm, uh, so. I'm, look, I'm looking at the list, and it's quite difficult to categorise it in awesome runners versus everybody else. The first awesome <laughs> runner I've came across is Jennifer Reese Jenkins. So, <laughs> <laughs> boom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there is quite a few. 
Like, just you wait. Wait till the results come in. We'll talk about it in the next yeah, podcast. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. But there's going to be a sea of um, yellow and black, I think. I've been yeah. stra- on Strava. There's been a lot of runners who have been... Uh, I saw like, blokes that are signed up under Metro, according to this. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys doing it. There's not as many women as men, um, I must say. I don't think there's uh, a single female Oh, there's one, Sarah Wallace, but I didn't know her. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we'll, see, we'll, yeah. we'll see the results, we'll see the results anyway. Oh, yes, you will Hopefully see the results. And you'll have a little a little <laughs> silent laugh to yourself when you see the distance um, that's between me and the winner. <laughs> you, can give me, you can give me a wee text. Say, we where are you? <laughs> <laughs> my fingers, got, nah, it'll be my fingers got sore scrolling through the results to find you. Uh, well, that's exactly it. That's always an embarrassing moment, isn't it? When you try and find yourself 40 pages later. Welcome to my world. It's like that all the time. I <laughs> know uh, it's not. You, you're higher up than me. Oh, I don't know. All right, so well, on that note... Till next time. Yeah, yeah. Explore, explore Running. Quick plug. Facebook.com uh, slash Explore Running. That's where most of the... Well, that's where all the up-to-date information is. Um, we've got our group trail runs. We've got a really cool one coming up on the 22nd of February, which is um, we're going to be running from Peterhead to Slane's Castle uh, in Cruden Bay, just along the coast. So, because of the logistics of that, um, we've had heaps and heaps of interest, actually. Um, we're going to have to limit the numbers, because we'll have to bus folk back to, Slane's Ca- uh, to Peterhead from Slane's Castle. So, there's going to be an actual sign-up on Entry Central. I'm going to post that on Facebook hopefully Monday. Um, so you have to sign up in advance for that one so we know the numbers for getting seats on buses uh, or bus, not buses um, but that'll be cool, hopefully that'll be uh, be good fun and we've got our beginners group in Stricken uh, on Thursday mornings, just check out Facebook for the details of that um, I'm still doing training plans for various runners Again, it's all on Facebook, details of what that consists of and we're hoping to put on a couple of races uh, in the near future. Just sort of watch this space. Um, some pretty cool, cool ones, hopefully. Um, and if you could give us a wee rating on your podcast platform, iTunes, or wherever you listen, and subscribe, and give us a like on Facebook, that'd be appreciated. And spread the word as well. Uh, let other folk know where to find us. And give us your feedback on exp- on the Facebook page. And look out for that race anxiety group linked to mm-hmm. the page as well and give us your opinions and we'll see if we can get some chat going on that anyway guys thank you very much for listening thank you Jenny, see you later bye, you later. bye.